Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel proclamation comes from the Old Testament reading of Isaiah, chapter 35, verses 1 through 10. You will want to read this first before you hear the sermon. Go ahead and pause now, then restart the recording for the sermon. Our devotion title for the third Sunday of Advent, based on that passage of Isaiah, chapter, chapter 35, verses 1 through 10, is, Is it now? Not yet. In 1977, in Bloomington, Minnesota, it was springtime, late spring. And we knew that school was almost over for the year because we could see the tulips pushing up through the melting snow still on the ground, but ready to give way to the final push into summer break. We didn't have to ask our parents because the evidence was right in front of our eyes. As the Brooklyn National Anthem said so eloquently, spring has sprung, the grass is riz. I wonder where the Boydies is. The Boyd is on the wing, but that's absurd. From what I hoid, the wing is on the Boyd. That's right. The evidence was apparent, and we could see it all around us. There was melting mountains of snow in the church parking lots, neighbors taking their storm windows down, and cross-country skis coming off the back porches from being hung outside on the house to be returned to the basement until the first snow snowfall again in October or September, whatever the case may have been. So we didn't need to ask if school was out yet. We knew it wasn't time, not just yet, but the signs were pointing to soon and very soon. And then it happened. School finally let out, and there we were on the first day of school, being out in our sweatshirts and jeans because it was still a smidge too cool to wear shorts yet. There was still just little piles of melting snow. But it didn't matter to us. School was out. It was time to play kickball, and then baseball, then basketball, and even a little football. There was much rejoicing in those early days until we got to the second or third week, and we already started to hear the unbelievable exasperated statement of a child with nothing to do after the initial fun was over. I'm bored. Then there were the long road trips that we had to go on to Grandpa and Grandpa. Over the river and through the woods to Grandmother's house we go. We made sure there was coffee in the thermos to keep Dad awake at the wheel. Mom would hand out the snacks at the appropriate times to keep little mouths from saying, are we there yet? Too early. Then she passed the crossword books back to distract from the passing of time. The radio was adjusted for music to listen to. The CB radio was tinkered with to listen to the entertaining chatter of the truckers on the road with you. 
while no one looked forward to the four to six to eight hour drive, whatever the case may have been. A clever managing of did give the little ones joy in the journey, even though they would never admit it. But when the family car drew close, you didn't have to tell them because they knew the signs. They could see the familiar outskirts of the little country town with the familiar water town benevolently watching over grandma and grandpa's house. They recognized the radio towers with the multiple flashing red lights on the hill in the city, the same hill grandma's house was on. They knew they were near, and even though they weren't there yet, they had hopes it would indeed be soon and very soon. Isaiah's prophecy is just like that for the people of Israel, especially for the ones who got to come home from captivity in Babylon. They would actually get to see the amazing work that Nehemiah and his cohorts did, authorized by Cyrus the Great, rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem and securing their land for future generations. And they secured it just like Isaiah said they would. They brought irrigation into dry land and made groves for fig trees, planted olive trees, harvested wheat for food, and made formerly barren land, rich farmland, able to sustain the nation that would return from captivity. Land that lay in waste when they were taken away a half a century before would again bud and bloom crocus. And indeed, waters would flow again in the wilderness with streams in the desert as irrigation ditches fulfilled the prophecy. A highway would be made for the exiles as the very way of holiness back to their holiest of homelands. This all happened. Then, almost six centuries after that, Jesus shows us in the gospel today that through his hands, the eyes of the blind were opened and the ears of the deaf were unstopped. The children of Israel could see the signs. Soon and very soon, the coming to the eternal Zion would be a reality, but not yet. Jesus would submit to the authority of lions and jackals that were still there and suffer and die on the cross because their power still ruled temporarily. It was still not yet. It would not be till later, with their hearts burning within them, that they would see Jesus lifted from the cross to live. And even then, it would not be yet. Jesus would ascend with the promises to return because it is still not yet. Sin was defeated. Our eternal lives we are living and daily visits from Jesus are evident in the word that sustains and keeps us. And still, it is not yet. As I drive around each Advent season in Eustace, it's a favorite pastime of mine to see the decorations going up. First, we see the Apres Thanksgiving crowd Either just before or immediately after Thanksgiving, we see them putting it up. Those that get them up before Thanksgiving probably irk me the most. 
We haven't even thanked our Lord this year for all he's provided. It's not Christmas yet, I say to myself. Don't get me wrong. Each to his own, of course. It's just me staying as faithful as possible to the church calendar. Then you have the Christmas early crowd. Most of us are doing this. Even Marcy and I got our tree up and the decorations we want this year. It's fun to join that crowd of homes that really enjoy the Christmas lights, whatever their emphasis may be. It's fun to see so many anticipating a season of joy with hopes of peace and looking forward to family being together again for celebrations of our Savior's birth. And I am really grateful for all those families that we don't see all year, but they do come to join us for the candlelight services at church. It really is like all our family coming together as it should be all the time. But we know that it is not how it is. At least, not yet. The joy of Advent is knowing this. The world may not be as we hoped it would be. And to be sure, people don't see Jesus as their everyday Savior that died for their sins, but more as a Savior of convenience. Call upon Him when we need Him, or just when we want to have the once-a-year celebration with Him. And I think we all know that's the way it's probably always been and probably will not change, at least not yet. But what I do know about this world is that Jesus did come. Jesus did forgive theirs and our sins, and I know he's coming again. That is the point of Advent. It's not about when Jesus came. It is a penitentially reflective season that ponders when he will come again. And in that waiting period, we are making our own streams in the desert through the waters of holy baptism, bringing salvation to sinners in need of their Savior. We rebuild the walls of our church to be a refuge for the weak and protection against the evil darts of the evil one for all those safely inside. And we faithfully plant the seeds of our beloved brothers and sisters in the ground, knowing they will come forth, bursting up to eternal life when the Savior comes at the last. So some things will be glorious, like the little miracles we're seeing all the time at Faith of Light. Some prophecies of Isaiah are long-filled and comfort us with that reality. And some things are good and miraculous right now. But the greatest joy we have now is that all of this will be fulfilled as God promised almost 2,800 years ago. And even though it isn't all now, does not mean it may not come. It just means wait, be patient, take heart, do the work of the Lord and know that it will be soon and very soon. Not now, not yet, but certain, even so. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus always. Amen.